Welcome back, Atlanta, to the fourth and final segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on Atlanta's own AM920, The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I really appreciate you joining us in this segment. In our neighborhood spotlight, which is one of my favorite segments each and every single week, we are featuring Briarmore Manor in Atlanta, DeKalb County. We're going to discuss a Korean firm opening a f- almost half a billion dollar plant in Georgia to make computer chip parts. The same company's also opening a $2.6 billion plant in the Northeast Corridor. I believe the computer chip part plant is in Covington. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. If you want to connect with us, go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas. Visit today. You can also request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love to interact with you. We'd love to be your friend, Atlanta. 770-497-0000 is a number to call. You can reach me directly. I'd love nothing more than to have a conversation with you or anybody you know about answering questions for anything to do with home selling or home buying. Each week, we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to crawl out critical changes in the last three years to help you understand as a homeowner in that subdivision or neighborhood how you might have a particular advantage. This week... Our featured neighborhood is Briarmore Manor. If you are on 85 North, you go to exit 93. You turn right onto Shallowford Road, left onto Briar Cliff. If you're familiar with that area, the neighborhood is on the left. What a great location. You can commute anywhere from there very, very, very quickly. In 2019, there were 15 homes sold in the neighborhood. There's about 400 homes in the neighborhood, so it's a good-sized neighborhood. In 2019, there were 15 homes sold. took 45 days on average to sell each of those homes. The average sales price was $483,000. They went from a low of three hundred one up to a high of six eighty five. When I look at those numbers, I think to myself, wonder what the difference in the $301,000 house and the $685,000 house was. And I wonder if someone could have bought that $301,000 house, spent $100,000 on it, and sold it for the six hundred eighty five. dollars like the highest price. In 2020, there were 18 homes sold, took 67 days, which is 22 days longer than it took in 2019. The average sales price, 492000 so that's a $110,000 increase from 2019 to 2020. Sales prices range from a low of 348000 up to a high of 820000 Average sales price, Five ninety-two year to date this year, sixteen homes sold. They've taken twenty-six days on average, which is a little bit higher than the Metro Atlanta average, but it's still a very good average. Went from forty-five days in twenty nineteen to sixty-seven days in twenty twenty to twenty-six days in twenty twenty-one. Average sales price five hundred ninety-five thousand. So it just went up three thousand over last year. Prices are still moving in the right direction, though, from a low of three sixty-five to a high of seven hundred ninety-nine thousand. In 2019, the average sales price to list price ratio was 97.8%. What does that mean? It means sellers had to discount the price of their home 2.2% in order to get a buyer, in order to entice a buyer to enter into a contract with them. In 2020, sales price to list price ratio 98.2%, 1.8% discounts. 
And then year-to-date this year, 98.6% is the average sales price to list price ratio, which means sellers are discounting their homes on average 1.4%. Honestly, in today's market, a 1.4% discount is hardly even noticeable. There are currently two homes available for sale in the neighborhood. They range in price from 575000 up to 770000 which means there's 1.4 months, 1.41 months worth of inventory. I talk about inventory and absorption rates and the number of months of inventory all the time in Metro Atlanta, and I do it because it is my belief, and, and I, I don't have a corner on real estate knowledge, but it's my belief that understanding the months of inventory or understanding supply and demand in your local real estate market helps you as a home seller or a home buyer make all the right decisions. So in this neighborhood, there's 1.41 months worth of inventory, which means if no new homes come on the market after today, which we know that's not the case, but if if no new homes came on the market after today, it would take 1.41 months to sell the two homes that are actively listed in the neighborhood. If you have less than four months worth of inventory, three, two, one months worth of inventory, that's a seller's market. The lower the number gets, the more screaming of a seller's market you have. So if you had, for example, zero months worth of inventory, then as soon as somebody put a house on the market, boom, they would be the only game in town because there would be no other listings or the only game in that neighborhood. If you have four and five months worth of inventory, we consider that a balanced market. Neither the seller or the buyer has much of an advantage. If you have over six months worth of inventory, excuse me, over five months worth of inventory, then we believe you are in a buyer's market, which means the buyer has a little bit more oomph in that situation. 386 homeowners in the neighborhood. The low sales price during the recession was set in 2012 when the average sales price in the neighborhood was $300,600. Today, the average sales price is close to $600,000, which means the average homeowner in that neighborhood has about $300,000 more in equity or potential equity in their home today compared to only nine years ago. That's $114 million. Let me say that one more time. That's an additional $114 million in equity. Therefore, a couple of months or for four or five weeks, we were actually reviewing sales numbers from different counties, different geographical areas throughout Metro Atlanta. And one of the things that just got me so pumped up is I looked at Clayton County, and I don't know why it just spoke to me, but the average sales price of a home in Clayton County had doubled in the last nine, eight or nine or ten years. And I look at that and I think of all of the equity, all of the additional financial wherewithal that homeowners in Clayton County have. And in some cases, even as homeowners, we feel like we're constantly staying behind. Bills pop up that surprise us and we don't have enough money to cover the bills or, or you know, any – gosh, we – we can barely send our kids to college. We can barely send them to high school. And so in some cases, getting a little bit of that equity gain that comes along with owning a home, and I'm not trying to say that if you buy a home, equity gain is guaranteed because I've been a homeowner in times when equity was decreasing and equity is increasing. The reality is, is it is way more common for equity to increase. And if you look at it and say, well, what is the average? I would say Home equity probably increases 3 to 5% per year every year. This year in Metro Atlanta, it's up probably 18% year-to-date. Briar, Briar Moore Manor is served by Hawthorne Elementary School, Henderson Middle School, and Lakeside High School. Lakeside High School gets a school chimp score of 80. If you are the kind of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, you need a school chimp report as well. It is our proprietary ranking system for schools in Metro Atlanta. It just includes the high schools. 
80 does not mean the school is bad. It means it's a B. And what we're looking at is we're looking a bl- looking at a blended average of attendance rates and graduation rates and SAT and ACT scores and things like that to come up with a rating for the school. And then this report does something that's really cool because it overlays demographic information. You know, what's the percentage of college-educated parents in the area, what's the average household income, the average size of a home, square footage of a home. It gives you all kind of information, and then it gives you all of the real estate data for that market. It gives you average sales prices for the last few years, uh, total size of homes that have been sold over the last few years. It gives you all of that information. You need one. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, if you're going to stay in your home and you want to know how your school district compares, everybody needs one of these. Go get one today. GoGaddisRadio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S Radio.com. Click on School Chimp, and a, a report will be prepared for you and emailed directly to you. If you're looking to list your home anytime in the next three to six months, take advantage of our seller confidence plan. It's all about helping you know your options. Call us before listing your home with anyone else. There's four different ways to sell a home. We want to make sure you understand each of those different ways and how each of those ways affects your timing and your bottom line. 770-497-0000 is the number to call. Korean firm SK plans a almost half a billion dollar microchip part plant in Covington hiring 400 people. A South Korean company will build a factory to make glass parts for computer chips east of Atlanta investing $473 million and hiring 400 workers in Covington. The, this same Korean, Korean conglomerate is also building a $2.6 billion complex to make batteries for electric vehicles in commerce northeast of Atlanta. Georgia Economic Development Commissioner Pat Wilson <clears throat> says the SK plant will directly support the desperately needed domestic manufacturing of semiconductors, easing supply, claim, su- supply chain roadblocks, an SKC executive. Sung Jin Kim was previously a researcher in electrical and computer engineering at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. This is interesting. SK said Kim helped develop the glass substrate technology in his research there. SKC is eligible for tax credits, which were granted when jobs, which will be granted when jobs pay at 110% or higher of the Newton of Newton County's average annual wage. They could be granted at least five million in state income tax credits over five years and possibly up to ten million dollars. It's interesting. I'd like to know whether or not Georgia Tech will in any way be able to participate in the upside of that technology developed at their school. I hope everybody had a very happy and a very healthy Thanksgiving, and I hope everybody is looking forward to a holiday season that I'm hoping will be very different than last year. Who would have ever thought that we would have had to wear masks, that we would be scared of being in social settings that we would lose connection with a lot of the people around us. And it is amazing, in my opinion, how the world is coming back to life and coming back together. I know there are still still stresses and there are still uncertainty out there. And, in fact, my one of my daughters just had COVID again for the second time. She's fine. She's recovering very well. She hasn't uh, lost her sense of taste or smell. And she seems like all of her senses are, are, are really doing well. Uh, also had another daughter with an awful case of the flu. So stuff's going around, and I understand that it's still a difficult time for all of us out there. But I hope this holiday season is way better for all of us. You've been listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. 
where we help listeners go from real estate novice to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to learn anything at our closing that you should have learned before. We'll be back next Saturday, 9 a.m. right here on AM 920. Atlanta's the answer. I look forward to talking to you then. Have a great week, Atlanta.